our first podcast of 2023. And our guest is the CEO of SPCA Tampa Bay, and also my boss, Martha <laughs> Bowden. And we're talking traveling with pets. Martha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Eric. We are so glad you're here along with the elephant, or should I say the boa constrictor in the room. What, was your, what was your reaction to that, reading it in tampabay.com or maybe seeing it on TV? Because I mean, Really, it happened in mid-December. In Florida. In Florida. Uh, it's right, a Florida right story. That seems, yes, yes, somehow so fitting. What was your reaction to that? Because, I mean, it was also described possibly as an emotional support pet. That's a whole other podcast. That is, absolutely. But traveling with pets, what was your first thought of like, holy cow? Well, first off, putting a snake through an x-ray at TSA, I would hope that the owner would think that's not the best plan. Um, I'm sure it was a big surprise for the agents at the gate <laughs> or at the TSA uh, booth to like try to figure out there was a live animal in there right. and then say, okay, now what do I do? And who's going to open it up and touch it? <laughs> so um, I imagine it was a rather interesting conversation with that passenger. Yeah. It was almost like a TMZ moment where they have the camera on the TSA inspector. Like, yes. let's get this reaction yep, on yep, camera, and there's the, oh. see if they're doing their job right. <laughs> But yes, that is definitely uh, an, just, another guys, story. Hey, hey, come over. Come, look at this thing on this. It's, Wait, it's stop. Moving. Put it through. Yeah, it's yeah. moving. I, I think. I think. Yeah. But traveling with pets yeah. uh, can be less less frightening than that. Right, and and, and, and you dangerous. have multiple years of experience, not only as a CEO in animal welfare, but traveling with your own pets. Any experiences that come to mind where you're like, maybe I should have planned better, or like, wow, I was really. Uh, on the nose with this planning? Well, probably both are, uh, have happened to me. I, um, I have learned that it is planning is key, that I really need to think ahead to what is it that I'm doing? Why am I bringing my pet? And does it really make sense? So um, for example, I have some pets that travel really well in the car and I have a couple that don't. And my husband and I have an RV. So there are some pets for whom the RV trip is just not as much fun. Or maybe it's the length of the trip that helps me think about who should come with us and who shouldn't. So planning ahead makes a big, big difference. Thinking about what kind of a vehicle am I traveling in? Is it a plane? Is it a car? Whatever. Is it a boat? I've done that a few times. Um, and then thinking about are my pets going to be well suited to that kind of transport? What kind of options can I make available to them? If you know we need to stop periodically and have a potty break, do they get car sick? All of those things really help me plan ahead. Think about what, what needs to happen. Is there the rumor out there that dogs travel better than cats? Well, I do think cats really like routine. And um, many dogs do as well, but I think for cats, it can be so disruptive to come out of a stable, non-moving space right. into a space that is completely unfamiliar and then is somehow vibrating and moving and doing all of these sorts of different things. So, so know your cat before you consider traveling with your cat. Although you can do it safely and you can do it comfortably, it might be smart to to start that conversation with your veterinarian, to say, let's talk about how does my cat handle that short trip to the veterinarian? And if that goes well, then you mm -hmm. can think about a longer car trip or perhaps a plane trip. So you're getting ready to travel. We've already discussed the P word. Definitely have a plan. And you mentioned taking your pets in an RV. So I'm in a car, I'm in a plane. What type of carriers all that is very important, correct? It is. It is. Thinking about your pet's comfort is really important when you're traveling because, again, there's a lot of unfamiliar stuff happening around them. So giving them a space that is safe, 
um, that can keep them safe also is, is really critical. Um, depending on what uh, kind of vehicle you are traveling in, there may be some rules around what you can carry. Um, certainly in an airplane, if you're thinking about bringing the pet in the cabin with you, it's, there are certain size constraints and it can be different by plane. So even though an airline might say, oh, this is our size of carrier that will work on this plane or in our airline, it doesn't always work with every plane. So it's worth it to find out what plane you think you're going to be traveling on and understand a bit more about those specifics. Um, certainly after a certain size, the animal has to go in cargo, um, which can be a good experience but again, the carrier matters. They have all kinds of rules around how that works. Um, and you need to talk to the airline and understand what kind of space expectations they have because they're going to want, for example, your pet to be able to stand up normally with its head at normal height. They can't stand in the carrier like this. They have to be able to stand up. So it may be taller than a carrier you might have at home. So understand what, what the airline, for example, might require. Trains and boats also have um, particular requirements, so that, that would be essential to understand. Taking an animal on a boat completely, I mean, I could see <laughs> if you're traveling. and You a can lot take of, them on the, on the ferry, the Cross and, Bay Ferry here. Yeah, maybe your household DC. goods and, and you have to, you're traveling with your household goods on a boat and then and the animal's coming with you, but... But not on something like a carnival cruise. Well, fair enough, fair enough. But you can take them on the Cross Bay Ferry. Um, and a, this is a boating culture, and a lot of people take their pets out on the boat. So right. you want to think about if it's just a, a social, you know, a, a day trip, let's say, you know, it's in a, your pet might be very familiar with that sort of experience. But it's also important that you think about their safety. So if you've got a pet on a boat, you should have a life jacket. Right. If if he's if, if the pet is True. not contained the entire time, they should have some kind of life jacket because it could only take you know a certain wave, a certain wind, a certain sudden turn, and the pet who's looking over the gunnel is suddenly over the gunnel. Right. So thinking about their safety is important as well. And I just got the impression of put on the life jacket first before you put it on your pet because when you're on the airplane, they're like, put it on yourself first before you put it on your child That's or right. the person who's with you who may not That's be able right. to put it on right. uh, themselves. How important, you mentioned checking with the airline, checking with whoever is your travel provider to see their requirements mm -hmm. for the animal that you're taking with you. What about the destination? I know that's exactly because you never, it could be hotel pet friendly. You could be going to somewhere besides St. Pete and Dunedin that is very dog friendly mm -hmm. and your destination mm -hmm. may have signs that you weren't aware that says no pets allowed. Exactly. So certainly check in with your host if you can. If your host is someone you know, obviously that's the first step. If it's an Airbnb, if it's a hotel, find out what the rules are. Um, a lot of hotels are really trying to cater to the pet loving community, which is wonderful. So that means they've got a lot of options, but it's good to know what does that exactly mean? And they may have, for example, uh, rooms in their facility that are they consider pet friendly, and that means they're on the ground level, so it's easier to get outside. But you'll also want to think about like what is around there. If you're staying in an urban hotel, where are you going to potty your dog? Um, if you're in a smaller hotel room and you're bringing a cat, where's the cat going to be? Where's the litter box going to be? So thinking ahead to your destination can be really critical. And you're right, there are some uh, hotels and there are some families and there are some uh, situations where you can't bring a pet. And this is just like at SBCA Tampa Bay when we have hurricane season every year mm -hmm. and we're asking people to be prepared. You want to make sure you have the right gear, yeah. the water carriers, uh, appropriate amount of food, because you yeah. may get to destination ABC and they don't have the type of food that your animal likes. Absolutely. And you don't want to change something up when you're in the middle of traveling either. That can be hard on your pet. So make sure you've got enough of the food that they normally eat, you know, access to water and the right uh, bowls and that sort of thing. Also medications. Think about, are, are, is my pet on any regular medications? Let's make sure I bring enough and maybe a little extra for the trip just in case you drop one or something happens or you're 
flight gets delayed. Imagine that. We've seen that happen recently. Yeah. <laughs> and your flight gets delayed and all of a sudden you're stuck somewhere for three or four days that you didn't anticipate. You want to make sure you've got some extra. And that, again, um, it's important sometimes to check in with your vet before you think about traveling. Make sure that your pet's current on vaccinations That's, and any kind of prevention. That's where know. I was going next. That's okay. another key tip. Mm -hmm. So check out the SPCA Tampa Bay Veterinary Center. Always important to be, we recommend being up to date on, on vaccines, but you could have a scenario where we're here in the hot Florida sun. Mm -hmm. Now we're ready to take Fido to the Great Smoky Mountains into the forest. Mm -hmm. Very different environment. Check with your vet first to see what could be some uh, advising them absolutely, on being out the forest, what to do and what not to do. There are diseases um, and um, illnesses that are somewhat regional in nature. So you want to understand if you are taking your pet to another area, are there tick-borne diseases there that perhaps we don't manage here and we don't worry about them because our pets don't go into an area where that's a possibility? What kinds of vaccinations might your pet need in advance of that trip? And there may be boosters required. So it may be you can't like get the shot on Tuesday and then leave on Wednesday. You may need to give your pet not only enough time to get the first one, but the second one and time for both of those to take effect. So it's it's worth it to, again, plan ahead and take a uh, have a chat with your doctor, your veterinarian, and say, what do I need to do and how far in advance do I need to get this taken care of so that my pet has the best protection? And of course, same time, talk about identification. Oh right? yes, microchipping. Right? Microchipping. Here you are in a situation where your pet is in an unfamiliar set of circumstances. That is a classic time for something unusual to happen. The pet gets frightened by an you know, surprising noise or something and darts off the leash, slips out of the collar, and all of a sudden you're in an unfamiliar place. Your pet, you can't find them. Identification is critical. If you haven't microchipped your pet yet, Please do that first. Your veterinarian can help you with that. We can help you at SPCA Tampa Bay Veterinary Center. Um, any place that has that resource is a great place to turn when you need help with identification. A collar and tag is also helpful, and that can be the quickest way to help yes. your pet get reunited. So yeah, make sure. And even on the the collar and the tag, you could have something like runners have the road IDs and have your name and phone number. Absolutely, and that would be uh, ideal to have. Let's wrap up with the opposite of this, because this could be a whole other podcast. I make all these plans and I'm like, geez, I don't know if I want to take uh, my animals with me. Any advice on leaving them at home? Because that's a whole uh, other plan. Do I have a friend, a relative, a, a dog sitter? You know, I still have to make sure the vaccinations are ready to go because the dog could get, or my cats could be sick while I'm out. You know, any advice there or tips on planning to leave your pets at home while you go on a two-week hiatus to Hawaii? <laughs> well, certainly planning ahead, of course, makes a lot of sense. Um, there are some wonderful applications, uh, uh, apps on your phone that you can use to help you find a pet sitter if you don't have one already. Um, it's worth it to do it well in advance so that you can interview them, that you can have them come to your home and get to know your pets and see if it does feel like the right fit. And then they need all the same information that you'd want to have it at hand if you're traveling with your pet. So what's their, who's their veterinarian? What's their illness history? Do they have any kind of unusual characteristics like a limp or something that, you know, sometimes happens when they are, you know, tired or, or overexcited? What kind of medications do they need? Making sure that they have enough food and medication while you're gone. What's their typical habits? Where do they like to sleep? What are the things that make them feel like they are not completely abandoned? So all of those things are things that your pet sitter is going to want to know. And a good pet sitter um, will work through all of that with you. They should be taking copious notes. You should be able to keep in a regular communication with them. Uh, what, most of the ones that I've worked with will send me pictures and videos and little notes. So it really helps me feel like I have not left my best friend behind. 
to a bad situation, but actually one that they really enjoy. There are also fantastic boarding facilities. So that's right. depending that's right. on who your, you know, how your pet handles this sort of thing, boarding could be a great vacation for them. Mm -hmm. If they're really social and they love to be in an environment with other dogs, uh, you could even start with doing a little bit of daycare first so that you know it's not an overnight thing, but it's a place that your pet gets to know. And then when they go there for a week or two while you're in Hawaii, they're like, hey, mom, thanks, I'm having fun. Yeah, you're doing the whole yeah. Hawaii there you go. Yeah, and, and eating at the uh, the big dinners that they have. She's Martha Bowden, CEO of SPCA Tampa Bay. Anything else to add? It's a great topic. It is a great topic. I love traveling myself. I think there are lots of ways you can do it with your pets. Um, just plan ahead. I would advise everybody, if you want more information on this topic, just go to sbcatampabay.org, and we have a blog section, and Amanda Korzak, spells it all out along the, with Martha on how to travel with your pets safely. We'll be back on the podcast right after this. Every time you feed your pet hills, you help feed a shelter pet, which helps make them healthy, happy, and more adoptable, changing their life forever so they can change yours. Science did that. Thank you, Hills Pet Nutrition. We love what you're doing for animals here at our For All Shelter in Largo. Okay, we have pocket pet promotion still going on at SBCA Tampa Bay. If you can fit a new critter into your home, please stop by our website, sbcatampabay.org. All those small animals have no adoption fee through the end of January. We also have our pilot program, Foster to Adopt Dogs. That information is on the sbcatampabay.org website as well. If you have a dog and you're concerned about arthritis in your lovely pet, well, Love My Dog Resort has the pause of wisdom starting this 2023 year. At the end of January, we'll have that information on social media and on our website. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening to us on one of your favorite podcast providers, keep doing it. Share it with friends. That's where you can find information about our podcast. And if you'd like to join us for the biggest fundraising pet walk of the year, the 32nd annual pet walk will be happening April 15th, not only at North Straw Park, but also at the OCC Roadhouse and Museum. Going to be tons of fun, and so will our next podcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching on YouTube.